Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thank you for joining me on my drive to work this morning. It's been a minute since my last episode. Took a nice long break for the off season. The Lakers have been pretty active this off season, so I'm, it's a little long, long overdue. But jumping right back into it, so nothing in this episode will be brand new per se, but just my take on just what the Lakers have been up to this off season and looking ahead to next season. All right, let's jump into it. So the Lakers this season were one of the more disappointing teams this, I mean, this past season, they were, they're pretty disappointed. It's, on, I mean, it's one of the more disappointing seasons in Lakers history, at least during my lifetime. Lakers had high expectations for playoffs, maybe even championship contention, and missed the playoffs by a lot. And we're, we're just a really bad team. Some of that has to do with injuries. Some of that you could attribute to Russell Westbrook. Some of that you could attribute to... Rob Plinka for the trade that he made two off seasons ago, trading for Russell Westbrook, getting rid of Kuzma, not signing Alex Caruso. The list goes on and on. But that being said, tough off, tough season coming into an off season. A, a lot needed to be done. Honestly, part of the reason why I felt like I needed a a decent break from the podcast was just the Lakers last season. It was it was a hard team to follow, hard to to stay really stay into it and, and really be excited for for doing something like this so I feel refreshed I feel back at it I'm ready to get excited about Lakers basketball again so I mean I'm burying the lead the big news of this summer has been the rumors about Kyrie Irving and the Lakers trading for Kyrie Irving obviously not a whole lot of has come to fruition it was it was seeming pretty apparent if you were you know, scrolling around Twitter on, you know, right around the, the, uh, you know, the free agency opening and, and all that jazz, it was seeming pretty apparent that something was going to happen. Lakers were going to trade for Kyrie Irving. It was seemingly like the rumors seemed to be pretty strong and something was going to happen. Then, you know, Kevin Durant comes out and he demands a trade from the Nets so then we're like, okay, now that something's definitely going to happen, and maybe could the Lakers trade for Kevin Durant? It, that one was more of a long shot, but was still something that people were talking about, at least for a minute. Maybe it was the delusional Lakers fans. Maybe you can throw me into that category. Who knows? But um, the rumors for weeks that the Lakers were going to trade for Kyrie Irving. It's like, all right, it's going to happen now? No. All right, is it going to happen now? No. You know, weeks were going by. And then it kind of became a became apparent that nothing was going to happen until Kevin Durant got traded most likely again more rumors but that's kind of what what the trend seemed to be so nothing has happened obviously on the Kyrie Irving situation the trade we would be looking at would be trading Russell Westbrook some maybe a pick or something like a 2027 first round pick and maybe something else for Kyrie. It wasn't ever totally clear what the package would be. Only that Russell Westbrook would be the forefront of it. Now, as a Lakers fan that endured Russell Westbrook for only one season, any trade the Lakers could make that involves Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving, the Lakers win that trade. It's a it's a pretty like if you're from an actual basketball standpoint for the Nets, would be a pretty ill informed trade, a really bad trade. 
only it's one of those trades where like they're doing it just because and not for any good basketball reason so maybe that's why they've held off from actually doing the trade I do think the Kevin Durant thing has at least helped them it gave them a bit of an out which was good you know good for them but um I yeah the Kyrie Irving situation became much more muddy obviously as time went on because it wasn't happening blah 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 and at the end of the day like the Lakers have time on it like they don't need to trade for Kyrie Irving over the summer right you could trade for him two weeks into the season it doesn't have to be right now so good things come to those who wait right like maybe it's better that the Lakers don't don't rush into a deal for Kyrie just because the fans are upset and want Russell Westbrook out and go I don't know it it, like rushing into trades I feel like just never is a great thing to do so for for Rob Palenka for them to take the time like even if the Nets are pushing it and from what it sounded like from what I was hearing it sounded like the Lakers were there were trades that the Nets were pushing on the Lakers that the Lakers didn't want like they felt like it was too much and they were saying no and turning down those offers. So if that's true, then, I mean, that's good that they're not just rushing in. They're not rushing into the first offer that they, that they get to get rid of Russell Westbrook. So we're stuck with Russell Westbrook for the time being. Could a trade with Kyrie Irving happen in the future? 100%. Will it happen? It's hard to say. It's just hard to say where the Nets are because the Nets are in flux with the KD situation. Obviously, Kyrie is kind of always up and down, right? Like, he's... In one sentence, he's asking for a trade. In another sentence, he's ready to run it back with Kevin Durant. And then Kevin Durant requests a trade. And then Kyrie's all about coming to L.A. again or whatever it is, right? So, it's really kind of confusing just because the Nets are a confusing team. Who knows where, where they're at and what they're doing. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like, from, for the from the Nets standpoint, the fact that they... I mean, I get, like, KD's requesting the trade, but, like, they just traded for Ben Simmons. They have KD, Kyrie. They haven't even... I don't think they've even played together yet, those three. They... The Nets had all these championship contention hopes and dreams that have been squandered and squashed by, you know, injuries and the Kyrie COVID situation, like, the vaccine situation. Um, Ben Simmons comes in. They trade James Harden. It's just been a, quite the roller coaster for the Nets. So I don't blame them for not also not jumping into a trade necessarily because you didn't get what you wanted out of those guys that you brought in. <clears throat> Excuse me. And like, you you know, you want to get the most out of situation. And, and if it's a lost situation, it's a lost situation. But if they can find a way to hold on to KD, Kyrie, like I would do that if I were them, if I was the the GM for the Nets. So I get it. I get, I get both sides, obviously. So that being said, do I want, do I want the Lakers to trade for Kyrie? Yeah. I mean, if it's Russell Westbrook for Kyrie, a hundred percent. So we'll see where this takes us kind of as the season gets started and even a few weeks into the season. But until now we are, you know, we're going with the squad. We got, you got AD, uh, I almost said Kyrie, AD, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James. And then from there, that's where things get interesting. So for the Lakers, 
kind of the storyline from last offseason to this offseason is out with the old and in with the new. So they the Lakers last offseason signed a bunch of veteran older veteran guys. I'm you know obviously you're aware of, the, of this like Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, Kent Bazemore. All these guys are older veterans and came in and it, it did not work out the way the Lakers wanted it to, I don't think. I mean, I'm assuming so considering we missed the playoffs. So we had all these older guys come in that didn't, they, they couldn't seem to like, they seemed like they couldn't care less about playing defense, getting up for a, you know, December 2nd game or like a midweek game in December, right? Like they just couldn't, couldn't care less to actually come out and, and play hard and do what needed to be done to make the playoffs. The Lakers went from being one of the best defensive teams in the league, if not the best, in 2020-2021, to being probably one of the worst defensive teams in, in the league in last season. So the Lakers bring in all these guys, these older guys, they don't want to play. They don't want to like get up for random games that we lose to crappy teams. And it becomes a snowball effect that the Lakers can't control that on top of just not good basketball from Russell Westbrook. Anthony Davis gets hurt. LeBron James played what, you know, he played well for being his, like his age and the numbers he put up was pretty incredible but not enough for the Lakers to actually be any good. So the Lakers, this offseason, it's a whole new story. I mean, we're bringing in guys that are three-year veterans, four-year veterans, rookies. You know, it's like pretty crazy, the Lakers situation and who they've brought in. So, you know, we have... We have um, Troy Brown Jr., Lonnie Walker. Who else? Thomas Bryant. um, Damian Jones. Juan Toscano-Anderson. Missing anyone. Uh, There's a few, like, rookie guys they've signed to, like, smaller, shorter deals, like Jay Huff, Fabian White. Javante McCoy. Uh, we obviously signed. Um, I think the Thomas Bryant signing is. I don't. You know, it's hard because I, these guys are so young that they haven't really. Um, they haven't really done a whole lot in the like. They've been just like really very much role players for quite a while so far in their career. So it's so hard to tell the Lakers, like, what role they'll play for the Lakers. So there's that situation. On on top of that, I mean, I haven't even mentioned, there's been so many, there's been so much that I haven't talked about yet. Like, the Lakers fired Frank Vogel. So Frank Vogel's out. Darvin Ham's in. He was assistant coach on the Bucks who's now, you know, he's now the head coach for the Lakers. He seems to be like a kind of fiery guy. He seems like he's ready to go. He's ready to get at it. He's ready to 
to kind of turn things around with this Lakers team. He's willing to work with Russell Westbrook. He wants to play with Russell Westbrook, or he wants Russell Westbrook to play. He wants to figure out that situation. It's almost like he's coming in, he's fired up to make some things work that Frank Vogel, Frank Vogel and the team last season couldn't make work. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm excited about that. I feel like he, Darvin Ham kind of gives me Sean McVay vibes almost. Like, Sean McVay, he's just like this fiery guy. He's got a plan. And if that plan's going to, you know, if the plan works and he's, you know, he's going to be one of the best, considered one of the best new up and coming coaches kind of situation. But like, I don't know. There's something about the vibe that he gives me, like the the way he talks, the the word, like the words that he uses when he talks. That kind of just reminds me of Sean McVay. So I, I could be I could be totally off. Could be could be spot on. I'm not totally sure, but that's just the, the vibe I get, which excites me. You know, someone that comes in and is excited about the squad he has, is has a vision, and I feel like that's exactly what the, this Lakers team needs, right? Like we we have LeBron and Anthony Davis and I feel like things kind of get lost with them and we need someone to someone fresh to come in with a vision. So I'm excited to see what, what he can do. But like I was saying, the, the free agency signings the Lakers made this off season was just a lot of younger guys, Lonnie Walker, Thomas Bryant, Damian Jones, Juan Descano Anderson, Troy Brown Jr. It's, it's a lot of these guys that can come in, and they can come in and they can make they can make a difference i think like but they have to prove themselves it's the complete opposite situation that the lakers had last season right like they had all these guys that didn't need to come in and prove themselves necessarily right like dwight howard already won a championship carmelo hasn't won a championship but like he's had a long career there's only so much he can do he doesn't care to play defense anymore even russell westbrook right like he's he came in like seeming like he had something to prove, but then just laying a goose egg trying to do that. But in theory, he has something to play for. He's never won a championship. I don't know. I, I think these young guys, in theory, bring a nice, a nice new, fresh set of legs, mindset, athleticism, all those kinds of things the Lakers were missing last season. I just think at the end of the day, it would be nice to have somewhere, someone, some, someone somewhere in the middle, right, where you have like that veteran role player presence, like like a Rondo type presence, right, where he is maybe not like the, maybe not even playing every night, but just like a locker room kind of kind of veteran presence. That, and when you have LeBron, maybe you don't need that. Maybe LeBron can handle these young guys. Who knows? But. I do overall like this idea of bringing in younger, fresher guys, you know, and who knows, like some of these guys may turn into long-term role player type guys on this Lakers team. You know, I think the guys that excite me the most so far are Juan Toscano Anderson. You know, he's a guy that he's coming from the Warriors. The Warriors have a great system. He's, you know, he just won a championship with the Warriors last season, this past season. And, you know, I just feel like guys that, come from good systems typically do well right like Alex Caruso when he left the Lakers again 
maybe this was more just his personality, his his playmanship, like how he plays. Um, and less the system of the Lakers, but he's like just one of those guys that you, you know wherever he goes, he's going to have some sort of success. I feel like Juan Toscano Anderson will be similar to that. I don't necessarily have anything to base off of that except for like feeling, but it, I don't know. I just you come from a team like the Warriors, like the only reason for him to leave that right would be to get paid, but I'm sure he still wants to have a piece of that wherever he's playing. And so I think that signing with the Lakers, right, he gets to play for a big name in the Lakers. He gets to get paid more money, I'm assuming. And maybe he sees something with the Lakers that he likes that he thinks can can turn into something. So we'll see with, with Juan Scano Anderson. Other guys I'm excited about, Thomas Bryant. So he actually was drafted by the Lakers and got traded to Washington and then now he's back obviously with the Lakers. He's a he's an interesting guy. He plays center. He's six foot eight, but he's like a big boy. He's a big guy. I forget how many how much he weighs, but um, he's he's a big he's a big guy. It's funny though, because he kinda I guess he in that sense is kind of similar to like a Montres Harrell kind of guy where he's like actually a little short, but in today's NBA can play center. And I, I mean I guess Charles Barkley played center and he was a short guy too. So just one of those like short, thick and I say short for the NBA, right? Short thicker guys that can just like kind of bang around down low <clears throat> and then honestly I'm pretty excited about Damian Jones too he was the guy that was on the Lakers two seasons ago the Lakers didn't resign him and now he's back with the Lakers and he's just one of those guys who's active on the boards super athletic he's a big guy I think he's like 6'10 6'11 so he can kind of like be that Anthony Davis presence potentially when Anthony Davis is on the bench. And he was one of those, he's a, he was a guy that with the Lakers, when he was with the Lakers back in 2021, like everyone liked him. We're like, oh, this guy's got promise. This guy seems good. And then the Lakers didn't resign him, resign him. And, and uh, I think there was some confusion about that, but also at the same time, he was still kind of a fresh guy, kind of new. So we couldn't put too much onto it. But now that he's back, everyone's like everyone's super excited and they're like, oh yeah, we really liked him kind of thing. So I kind of second that. I think that I'm excited to see what he can do. I'm just excited to see some bigs that aren't like Dwight Howard, that aren't Marcus All, some fresh young bigs. Which I know obviously with that comes mistakes, comes comes some issues. It was nice having guys like veterans like Marcus All, JaVel McGee, stuff like that, but It'll be nice to have some some younger guys kind of backing up Anthony Davis and, and still keeping up with the athleticism and, and all that stuff. So, so so I'm excited for that. Lonnie Walker is another guy, right, who's he's really interesting. He was on the Spurs. He averaged, I think, like 12 points last season. Role player type guy. He doesn't necessarily shoot great from the three-point line, but he is – he hopefully can be like a good wing defender. That's, I think, what the Lakers are hoping to have from him. That's what I'm hoping the Lakers get from him. Because the the defense, again, the biggest difference between when the Lakers were good two seasons ago and and last season was really the defense. That's that the biggest difference. So, you know, I'm hoping the Lakers, these some of these guys come in and can play 
solid defense can can lock down some other team's better players and and whatnot. So the Lakers bringing in these young guys, Troy Brown again, he's like six foot six, can kind of hang with the that wing defender type vibe and I'm trying to think who else um, yeah it kind of hits the main guys the Lakers have signed so far obviously like there's the younger guys like Jay Huff Jay Huff 7 foot 1 kind of shooter kind of guy right like if he could turn into something that'd be sick but not necessarily going to hold my breath for that one and then in the draft, Lakers signed Max Christie, who I think he went to Michigan State. Don't I honestly don't know much about him. It's going to be a learning, learning experience for me seeing him play and whatnot. But the Lakers have a really good track record for draft picks. They picked him up in the second round because the Lakers didn't have a first-round draft pick this season. So they picked him up in the second round. So, I mean, guys that we've gotten in the second round, right? Um, Kyle Kuzma, Jordan Clarkson. There's... The Lakers have a pretty good track record for picking up pretty good guys in the second round of the NBA draft. So Max Christie, I think I'm excited to see what he has to offer. Obviously, he's a younger guy, so he's probably not going to contribute a whole lot right off the bat. But maybe next year in a couple of seasons, he can he can do something. For the summer league this year, the Lakers brought in Scottie Pippen Jr., Sharif O'Neal. They brought in all these, like, NBA players, kids, which was kind of funny. It almost felt like they were doing, for the for the summer league, they were doing what they did last season, where they brought in, like, all these names, like Carmelo Anthony, Dwight Howard, and, like, all these, like, names that were good back in, like, 2010 or whatever. <laughs> so they brought in, like, all these kids... Sharif O'Neal against Scottie Pippen Jr. And I didn't get a chance to watch a whole lot of the Lakers Summer League, but I feel like I didn't really miss a whole lot, to be honest. I feel like they had a few guys come out and and play well. They had a few guys not play well. You know, Summer League is only – it's fun, obviously, because you're missing missing basketball, and it's fun to see the first-round guys play and and whatnot but for the lakers this season i feel like the summer league and uh, there will probably be guys that come out of the summer league that do contribute to the lakers maybe even this season but it's just so hard to tell so anyway you know i didn't didn't watch a whole lot of the summer league stuff for the lakers but there's only the i feel like the exciting stuff was having sharif o'neal and scotty Pippen jr and all that stuff so i'm really just looking forward to to the lakers coming back this season seeing what can what can happen I mean I guess like the, I've gone over all the big stuff that happened in the offseason right like new coach um the out with the old in with the new free agents the Lakers trying to trade Russell Westbrook for Kyrie Irving and I, I feel like that's pretty much all the big stuff you know I, I think I'm excited again like I was saying for the for Darvin Ham coming in and being excited to try and make things work with Russell Westbrook. You know, obviously the Lakers have a seri- had serious issues with the spacing on the floor when 
Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James were on the floor all at the same time because LeBron is at his best when he's by the basket. Anthony Davis is is at his best when he's by the basket. And Russell Westbrook's at his best when he's by the basket. So all of these things are... Just the spacing was just terrible for the Lakers. Like, no three-point shooting. Everyone needed to be by the basket. And then on top of that, Russell Westbrook just sucked. Like, there was highlight reels of of him shooting shots off of the backboard. Like, off the side of the backboard, off the top of the backboard. Bad turnovers. Just bad all around. Just bad basketball, right? Like, the fact that that guy used to be a superstar in this league or maybe even is still considered a superstar in this league is a disgrace to the NBA. It's a disgrace to the other superstars in the league that he's in the same breath as them, you know? And so having a coach come in that is, you know, at least he's on the surface excited to see what he can do with a guy like Russell Westbrook at least makes me feel kind of hopeful. I think Russell Westbrook gets in his own way because he – can't doesn't play defense or can't play defense he just is in his own world when he's out there and I think he gets in his own way but hopefully the new head coach can come in and maybe help with that maybe show him some things and and figure some stuff out and maybe hopefully Russell Westbrook can be okay with not being maybe not being a starter like maybe he comes off the bench you know, maybe he pulls the John Wall situation, right, where he's okay coming off the bench. And maybe Russell Westbrook leads the second unit. You know, that I feel like that, like last season, that's what I was kind of harping on. Like, Russell Westbrook shouldn't start on this team. Like, it doesn't make sense. He's not that good. He, this, the spacing on the floor is awful. He makes bad decisions. Like, him and LeBron shouldn't be on the floor at the same time kind of situation. And, and maybe maybe he'll be okay with that. Maybe they can make something like that happen. I'm not going to hold my breath on that either just because of the pride that comes with being what Russell Westbrook was to then going and coming off the bench. Like, I, you know, and maybe Darvin Ham has a, has a talk with him and says, like, if you want to make things work here, this is what we got to do, you know. I don't know. So we have that contract for Russell Westbrook, I think, through the end of this season, and then he's a free agent. So hopefully if he is with us this season, it's the last. And and maybe he'll come out and it'll be a whole new Russell, Russell Westbrook and the Lakers will be a whole new team and, and maybe we'll want him back. Who knows? Like it, That's what's fun about this season is this season is a big, big fat question mark. I have no idea, right? I have – I – I, I think I know what I'm getting from LeBron James, obviously. I mean, he's getting older, so you never know. Anthony Davis has been pretty injury-ridden the last two seasons, so don't know what I'm getting from him. Hopefully he's healthy. Russell Westbrook, you don't know what you're getting from him every single night, so big question. there's always a question mark there. But from like a long-term standpoint, whether or not he will be a viable player for this team is a big question mark. And then you have all the new... Uh, free agents coming in, right? Big question marks there for all of them. None of them have been big role players on on their the teams that they were on before they came here. I mean, I guess Thomas Bryant kind of was, but he's also had some injury history. Lonnie Walker averaged 12 points, so kind of was. 
wants Conor Anderson. I feel like he was on the br- on the brink of that, but there's other guys that came in that were just better than him that played more and whatnot. So you have these guys coming in, obviously big fat question mark on how they'll do with, with a bigger role, bigger responsibility. Uh, Darvin Ham himself, new coach, head coach, big question mark there. So, and then obviously, you know, you have things looming like a potential Kyrie Irving trade and, and whatnot. So this season is full of question marks for the Lakers. It's almost impossible to predict where, where they'll be. You know, I, I think that they've, I, I don't even know if I could say they've made improvements from last season, right? It's really just a question on can the Lakers, can these young guys that are coming in for the Lakers to help be like role players, can they do what the other guys couldn't do or didn't do last season, you know? And then on top of that, like, can Anthony Davis stay healthy? Can Russell Westbrook look like a, look like a competent basketball player when he's out there on the court? Those are other questions that we have as well. So to even begin to predict this season, it's hard, it's so hard to say. We'll have to wait till we're a little closer to to the season, you know, and, and, we'll, and we'll go from there. So on some, some fun news, the Lakers did release their classic edition uniform, or at least jersey, for this upcoming season which looks pretty dope. It's based off of the Minneapolis Lakers, mini, mini, Minneapolis Lakers uniforms from back in like the 50s. So it's a white uniform. They've only really shown the jersey. They've shown parts of the, of the shorts, but it'll be a white uniform with kind of honestly like UCLA vibes, right? You got the golden or yellow and, and blue trim around the jersey. The Lakers, uh, the... The word mark on the front just says Lakers across the chest with no, like, borders around it, just, like, blue Lakers. And then the shorts will be similar to the jerseys where they're they're white with, like, the the yellow and blue trim around it. Um, But they look look clean. They're kind of a a combination of two different uh, Minneapolis Lakers jerseys. So you kind of have to see it. I recommend going on a uni watch. If you're if you're curious, just to see the difference, go on to UniWatch. Yesterday, they had a post about it yesterday, where they they kind of showed the difference. But basically, the Lakers they used to have two different two different un- jerseys or uniforms where, like, one of them was white with just like I think like a blue trim, kind of very very plain, and then one was was white with the blue and yellow trim, but it also had like yellow trim around the Lakers chest word mark. So they don't have they don't have the the trim around the Lakers word mark on this current uniform, but they do have the trim around the jersey and the shorts on this current uniform. So it's kind of just like a, a mesh of the two, a combination of the two. So it's not a true true throwback in the truest sense of the term, but a cool little um, mesh throwback to to have for the season so pretty cool I mean the Lakers honestly they, the Lakers are lucky because they have they have a cool uniform history like they all have everything everything they've worn has looked good between the, the the yellow and purple the the white and blue when they first moved to Los Angeles the yellow and blue like powder blue when they're in in Minnesota so they have a lot of good stuff to work with 
So I'm excited to see what the City Edition uniform looks like this season. But I feel like the Lakers haven't missed with these alternate uniforms. And and it, honestly, these alternate uniforms in the NBA can really be a lot. Like, there's a lot of bad ones. There's some good ones, but there's a lot of bad ones. And it's hard. Like, you just get the vibe that it's a big merch grab for the NBA, right? Like, they're just trying to make money and sell jerseys and stuff. And same thing for, like, Nike, who's, who's making the uniforms. But the Lakers at least have... I feel like most of the jerseys that they've come out with, the uniforms they've, they've come out with, have looked really good with the City Edition and any of the other alternates and, and whatnot. So I think this uniform is basically in honor. I think this season is the Lakers' 75th anniversary season, so it's basically in honor of that. So if you haven't seen it already, go check it out. It's a cool, it's a cool jersey. And uh, that's that's all I got for the for the uni, uni Lakers <laughs> uni segment so you know I'm not totally sure what I'm going to do in terms of for the rest of the offseason how often I'll do an, do an episode I mean I guess as news comes out I'll try and be better about doing it jumping on an episode as news comes out or as things are happening with the Lakers just kind of overall covering it maybe I'll do maybe I'll start doing once you know short episodes once a week maybe or maybe I'll do longer episodes once a month or we'll we'll see I'm playing around with it the offseason is always a little tough because it's like nothing 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 and then there's like two two or three weeks of like a ton of a ton of news ton of stuff going on and and then nothing 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 and then the season starts you know so i'll figure out a tempo to get more episodes going but excited to be back on excited to be recording episodes again on my way to work i appreciate you all for joining go lakers thank you so much for listening to this episode of lakers carpool If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers!